Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? My name is BJ. And my name is Me Too. And this week we're checking out the Hulu original series, Rami. So stay tuned to the end to find out how BJ liked this episode. Yes, my final review will tell you all. So Me Too, you suggested this show. So how about you give us a recap of this comedy series? Yes, I suggested Rami because it was targeted toward me on Twitter and it looked really funny. And unlike you, as a spoiler, I liked it. But the premise of Rami is the main character, Rami, who is also played by Rami Youssef, (laughs) is Uh uh, someone who works at a startup and is figuring out how to straddle the life between his traditional sort of traditional Muslim family and his Americanized life on the outside. And it seems like he's wrestling between those two worlds and also thinking to the future. So in this pilot episode and beyond, we're going to see him both navigate those worlds and potentially search for a partner. Because the premise in this pilot episode was him asking his parents to be set up with a nice Muslim woman. And so we'll see in future episodes, I assume, him continue that pursuit. He seemed to be really rattled in the episode we just watched, attending another friend's, I think it was an engagement party, and he realized he was alone without a nice Muslim partner, and as his friends and family and strangers on the street are so kindly pointing out to him, his hairline is waning, so he needs to find that partner ASAP, which I have heard a lot as I am not Muslim, but I come from an Eastern culture, and that is a ticking time clock that I'm very familiar with having people lob at my brother and other male members of my family. Well, he got married in time. But she'd look at a bald head every day. (laughs) Anyway, one thing I thought was interesting is that he feels really alone in this episode and there's a lot of talk about relationships, but he has been hooking up with girls and There seems to be one girl that he's having regular hookups with, but because of either assumptions he thinks that his parents or expectations he thinks that his family and community has for him or his own personal biases, he wants a specific type of woman for a partner versus the type of women he's spending time with. So he's like really in a sense alone by choice because he's found people who like him back but he just he doesn't see himself liking them enough to pursue those relationships. Yes, I think it's a little bit by choice and a little bit how he was raised. It's a mm-hmm. combination of the two. As someone who is friends with people that come from very traditional cultural homes, I mm-hmm. get the pressure of straddling two worlds. Mm-hmm. But I also think that if he were just a little bit bolder and more honest with himself, he could definitely be happier. Because the conflict that happens with the white woman that he's dating is she just doesn't know that he's a practicing Muslim man. She made the assumption that he was Muslim in the same way that she's Jewish. She said she was culturally Jewish and not practicing. And she thought he was the same way. And Mm -hmm. he even pretended to drink or insinuated that he drank but doesn't because she brought up, she was like, you even drink. What devout Muslim does that? And he was like, I don't. And he had that weird answer to when she asked him if he wanted that wine refill. Yeah, he's like, I'm done for the night. 
but he yes. never had any to begin with. So he technically was done in that zero <laughs> was, the, was the ending point. But on the other hand, I get how annoying it is to always explain things to people. For example, as you know, Ashley is my Starbucks name, the name I use at the gym, the name I use at restaurants, just because I don't want the follow-up conversation of explaining my name to people. This is different because those are relationships <laughs> that I'll never go back to. <laughs> those are just the random people I buy my food and drink from. This is not someone I'm dating. That's very different. So, <laughs> so I get her frustration, but I also get where he's coming from because it is hard. You grow up with a lot of expectations on you to honor your culture and you feel a lot of pressure. At least I may be projecting a lot here, but I have a lot of friends who are Muslim. As I keep saying, I myself come from a, an Eastern cultural home and I know the pressure of like, my parents fought to come to this country and sacrifice so much. So I need to achieve really well and honor them and honor their culture. So you just don't want to let anyone down because you also yeah. want to be accepted in the world you navigate, which is way more American than anything else. If you are, as he is working at a startup, dating random people outside of his mosque. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, that pressure is backfiring because he feels all this pressure and some of it is self-imposed. We see during conversations with his family, his mom and dad and his sister, they seem much more chill about all of this in terms of him getting married, him marrying a Muslim woman. And it seems like he's the one who thinks, well, they might not say they would be disappointed, but I probably believe they would be disappointed if I married this type of woman versus this type of woman. And so it's like you said, he's putting all of this unnecessary pressure on him because there is room for him to, you know, go down his own path while still respecting his culture and family and his community. But it is totally a gamble because I have friends who thought they grew up in liberal homes, but it turns out their parents were liberal with regard to the world generally and not their own kids. <laughs> because I have friends, my partner is American and my parents love him. But I have friends with American partners and that adjustment period took some time and they thought that it wouldn't. So <laughs> I get his hesitation because I have seen situations where all signals were green and mm -hmm. clear and it turns out it was a big old red stop sign of do not bring this man into this crib. That's true. What people say can be very different than how they actually behave. So the message they're just saying at the dinner table might not line up when he brings home Becky for dinner and they're like, mm. But they do seem pretty liberal in the sense that their daughter cursed at the table. A lot. When they were eating dinner, the dad was reading his newspaper. The mom, she was playing Candy Crush. So I assume this is a chill family. But again, I've had friends make those assumptions too. Yeah, we don't know for sure until... Rami makes the move. But you're right. I do think ultimately Rami needs to just be honest with himself. And it seems like he is lost. And that's the core issue. Yeah, he is unsure what type of lifestyle he wants for himself. He sees, I think, two very distinct paths. And it's very black and white decision. Go down this traditional Muslim path or don't go down that path. 
And I think that's the struggle he's dealing with. He has to come to terms with what works for him. I've read a lot of reviews that say what is beautiful about this show is that it is unique to his experience. It's Mm -hmm. a show about a Muslim family led by a Muslim man, but isn't attempting to represent all Muslim culture. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what we all go through, which, as you and I know, as Black viewers of television, I've seen a lot of pressure put on shows like Insecure to represent the entire Black experience versus just Issa's. However, with that said, I know a lot of people like Rami. I feel like you and I went to college with a lot of Ramis, of Mm -hmm. people trying to straddle worlds, not just people from a Muslim background or a cultural background that is different from Western culture, but also people from really strict religious backgrounds. Like I knew a lot of kids with pretty intense Catholic guilt when we were in college who wanted to try things, but also were nervous about upsetting their parents. Probably their parents didn't even care. Basically, what I like about this story is how universal the feeling of finding your truth is. Mm -hmm. It definitely applies to a broad range of people where they can relate to the types of decisions that he's making, even if they don't have that same cultural aspect that he's dealing with. Because it's not as intense as something like a Ramspringa, right? Where you choose whether or not you go back to your Amish family or you're excommunicated from the, this is such a weird example. It's a very extreme example. (laughs) What I'm saying is it's not extreme, but when you're young and lost, it feels extreme. And so that's why when I watch it, I'm like yelling at him to just grow up, tell his family what he's interested in figure out what he likes, not judge Muslim girls and not judge white women or Western girls with this specific lens and instead just find his own truth and find other people's truth because he is treating it like he's on Ramspringa where he has like two years or one year to figure out the world and then he has to decide whether he wants to be on the outside as a heathen or on the inside, welcome back to the farm. Anyway, what Me Too is trying to say is this is a universal experience But it is fun to see Rami's personal journey. Me too thinks it's fun. I thought it was fine. BJ, for 500 points, Beyonce said, this is the best revenge. What is your paper? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. You win a trip to Red Lobster. Now let's get to these bills. For our listeners, this episode is brought to you by Audible. What are you listening to this week? This week, I want to highlight all the wonderful memoirs by comedians available on Audible. You can find books by W. Kamau Bell, Phoebe Robinson, Trevor Noah, and more. Fab! You can find those books or pretty much any others at audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. You'll get a free 30-day trial membership, be able to browse their amazing selection of audio programs, and pick a title to download free and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. Happy listening! And now back to our show. I thought this show was funny, period, but I also identified with it so much. And I also saw a lot of people, again, that you and I have known struggle through similar situations to this. So that's Mm -hmm. what I liked about it, how human this story was. I like when my comedies are a little bit elevated sometimes. You know, I don't always just go for the ha-has, though I love it. You go for a lot of Yeah, I go for a lot of (laughs) ha-has. So, um, how did you feel about his date with the Muslim girl that his parents set him up on in this pilot? I think I understand how it started out. 
Mm-hmm. And similar to him on like a first date, I try to be very respectful. It can come across as very tense and uptight, but it's like when you're feeling out a new person, there's always You don't know how they move. You don't know how they move. You're hesitating. You're mm-hmm. like, do I wanna like go all out with a crazy joke? Or maybe you don't like that. You know, I gotta judge your sense of humor, judge what your interests are. If you and I went on a date and you went all out with a crazy joke. That would make me so happy. Well, we'll never know how that would happen. <laughs> We're going to the movies on Thursday. You can just do it then. With your boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I want to hear that crazy joke. <laughs> that was a hypothetical example. Don't tease me. What I'm trying to say is I get how the date started off slow. Not everyone is comfortable in the beginning on a first date or just meeting new people. It was interesting, though, when we started to see the twist where he started off with that kind of reserved personality because he assumed that she was much more conservative than she actually was, which led to some miscommunication. And it started to be even more obvious that he was kind of boxing all Muslim women into like one specific category. So when she broke that mold, it made things pretty awkward and uncomfortable. And so... I don't know. I think he has to do a lot of thinking before he goes on another date because it's clear he doesn't know what he wants. And it's also clear he's not giving, like his friend told him when he was swiping on the app, he's not giving Muslim women a chance because they're not all the same. And he can't just look at their picture and assume everything about them. Yeah, he swiped left on every single Muslim woman that was covered, which is problematic. And He doesn't know. Maybe they like getting choked. You got to meet them to find out. And on his date, which BJ alludes to, who talked about choking, she called him out. And I don't want to spoil it if you end up watching this show because it's so good. But she was like, I'm not your mama. I have fun. Don't put these expectations on me. You don't want me to enjoy myself to the fullest because you have these expectations of me being this conservative girl. And she just... That you have to admit that was a standout moment. I loved yeah, that, I loved her part in it and I want to see more of her. I feel like we won't, but I would love probably to. Probably not. <laughs> I think she was the best character of the whole episode. Yeah. And not just because she gave that revelation to Rami, but I feel like she was a very well-rounded person. And even though we only saw her for this date, I think we saw that she's multidimensional. She has lots of different interests, and she also has like a strong personality. So she would be a great cast member, but probably just this one and done. (laughs) Unfortunately. Although, I don't want to spoil it. I was going to look up on IMDb if she's in more episodes, but... Oh, like she's the one and they come back together later on or something. I've accidentally spoiled shows for myself on IMDb when I just look up the cast and I think a character is done and then it shows like three episodes next to them. Or when you look up the IMDb for a show like Game of Thrones, I remember I looked it up and I was like, oh, he finna die in the first episode. Okay. Because it literally showed like name one episode. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Sounds good. Don't look up things without understanding the risk of finding out more. You and I aren't scared of spoilers, but I know other people are sensitive. That's a really important tip for people to be aware of. You know, I'd be watching TV and sharing info. Like we do on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The whole point of us recording. (laughs) 
So do you have any final thoughts on the concept of the show or any of the characters before we go into our final rating? Nope, I am ready to disagree with you. Okay, you've set it up for our listeners. Well, everyone, my rating for Rami on Hulu, the comedy series, is would not watch again. My reasoning is, unlike Me Too, I didn't relate to the content as strongly. And so without that strong connection to the situation that he was going through, it just felt like a very generic comedy to me. And comedies are already my least favorite genre of TV, so you got to have a strong concept to pull me in. Like Superstore. Yes. I, as you know, BJ, would watch again seriously. I loved this show. I think it's for anyone who loves a comedy with a heart of gold. It is so relatable. I saw a lot of people in this show. Just even their conversation of the chaperone on their date And they said that they weren't sure if he was a cousin or an uncle or a guy that worked on their father's car at one point. I identify with that so hard. I do not know if the people I call auntie and uncle are related to me. (laughs) I just don't. (laughs) I don't know if they all are. I thought it was really fun to watch. I also think that it wouldn't be hard to identify with if you just come from backgrounds that just have strong cultures. I have, for example... Even when I was in high school, you and I both went to high school in the South. I had friends that really had to go up against their parents. I had a friend turn down, was I think it was Vanderbilt or Rice or something, because they were an Auburn family. And although they really wanted to go to that elite Southern school that they got into, they went to Auburn, which is not a bad school, but it's not the school they wanted, but they came from an Auburn family. So it it feels like a silly thing to me to call culture, but it is. Like that's... yeah. Culture, community, those ties. It comes in many forms. I know people whose houses are outfitted out in those, especially in the South, those SEC schools. So all that to say, you could come from all different backgrounds and find yourself wrapped into this family and relating to it. And also, I just want to reiterate, the mom on this show is Marsha from Succession. And that show is so good. So if you do not watch Rami... I want you to cut on HBO Go or find your nearest password to an account and watch Succession in its entirety. That's my rating. If you want other recommendations, head to our website at thepilotpodcast.com. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. You can send us thoughts, feelings, show suggestions. Someone tweeted us to review in the dark and I got to respond, you're in luck because we just posted that review. So that felt really good. We have many in our inbox. Thank you for all the suggestions. We are going to do a bunch of them this summer as a lot of series premieres aren't happening now. So we have a break in our schedule. So thank you so much for sending those. Please keep them coming to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.